Hello, everyone. Glad to see you all. See your faces. Nikki, haven't seen you in a while. Nice to see you. It's good yeah. to be back. Thank you. Yeah. So as people are arriving, how about we just take this time to rest in awareness? Just take a comfortably upright posture. and simply rest. You didn't know meditation was so little work, did you? <laughs> Just rest. Rest in the body. Rest in the breath.
without putting any pressure on yourself. to do anything to be anything And let thoughts not distract you. We don't fight with thoughts. I let them come and go like feathers, feathers in the wind. without getting lost. And thoughts, just relax and be here. Not even meditating. Coming home. To yourself. Just simply being yourself. And what is here is some simple awakeness. You're awake. And when we're relaxed like this and not trying to be something. The awakeness is not even me. It's just awake. Aware. You, we all have this amazing quality and wonderful quality 
all beings have this awareness, we share this. This beautiful, amazing, quality of knowing that we're alive, this aliveness, this vividness, this knowing quality. And appreciate this, be grateful for this. Your essential awareness that's been freely given to you. This gift of life. You didn't have to do anything to deserve this. This is a freely given gift. That we've all been given, all beings, all sentient beings are aware Relax and let your mind fall open and let your heart open. We meditate because We want our lives to have meaning. We want to have virtue. We want to have happiness, contentment, peace, well-being, all kinds of lovely things. That may be why we're here today. What a beautiful quality that's innate within us, this innate desire to have meaning 
to be at peace, to find contentment. This is love. Bring to mind a loved one. How he or she wants this for you too. How she loves you or he loves you. Wants you to be happy, wants you to be content. Wants you to have a meaningful life and sees your goodness, sees your good qualities, your virtue, your skills. And we have those same qualities for ourselves. And maybe for her or him. All beings have this quality. wanting their lives to be meaningful, of wanting their lives to be content and happy. And all beings don't want to suffer. Don't want to be burdened with problems, want to be safe. Compassion. This loved person wants this for you and you want this for her. And you want this for yourself. to be free of difficulties. Compassion. Appreciate your own compassion. Your own love. your own awareness qualities that are essential to our nature celebrate this Don't be fooled by thoughts. Our thoughts are 
so inclined to what is wrong. But they're just thoughts. They're not the ground. They're not essential. They're fleeting dreams, just dreams. Like dreams in the night when they're asleep. These are daytime dreams. There is no future to worry about. There is no future. There is no past. All these thoughts about the past and the future, who I am and what she said, what I will be, what I'm not. They're just thoughts. They come and go and come and go. Like butterflies. Awareness is, does not come and go. Our good heart, our benevolent heart is always here. Our senses are always there. The fact that you can sense your body that you can walk you can hear you can see that you can taste so many tastes so much to appreciate about this life This earth, this beautiful earth that supports us all.
science says that if there were no bees, we couldn't survive. Isn't that strange without bees? And be grateful for bees. Grateful for your house. All the things in our house that we often don't even notice. And when we walk outside in the morning, the dazzling beauty of nature. So many things. That you can talk about with each other. But for now, let's just give up this contemplation. And just rest. Not trying to do anything, just be. at home. Just noticing what you're feeling. Just noticing you're aware. And whatever else is naturally happening, the river of this life.
thoughts are not who you are. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> Some of you have uh, are in small groups. We do have small groups um, <clears throat> every two weeks that are, I think, pretty meaningful to many of you. I invite you, if you're not in one, to let us know if you'd like to explore being in one. We've been doing this exercise in, in small groups this, these last couple of weeks about what you appreciate, five things that you appreciate, or more, or fewer. If we start to uh, turn our mind to what we appreciate, we often are preoccupied with what is wrong. But if we make a, a conscious choice to notice what is right, there's so much right. It's everywhere. So much right, so many miracles. And when we talk about it in small groups, it's, it's, it's so wonderful. We all have our own lives. It's so apparent. We all have our own experiences that we appreciate, and they're so different. Your experience is your own. Your appreciation is your own. And it's, we take joy in your joy. We see the world through your eyes. And then we get two for one. We get your joy and our joy. And if it's a group of six, we get six for one. Six for the price of one. So feel free to give us your joy, your appreciation, 
It helps us. So um, I just want to point out that there are relative practices and absolute practice. And absolute practice is like just be. Just be. There's nothing dualistic. There's no subject object about being. It's has no boundaries. Was never born, never dies. And we have many relative practices in Buddhism to open our hearts, to open our minds, to align us, to align us with awareness, to align us with kindness, to align us with joy, with ease, with contentment, ethical behavior. When we're not ethical, our mind is a mess. Unethical behavior is is uh, uh, um, goes against the stream that we're all in this together. We're all part of each other. For example, as a relative practice, and this is a relative practice to noticing. I noticed the beauty of someone. And one of the groups noticed the beauty of she's in love with this tree that's outside of her home. Just loves this tree. Someone else was in love with a beautiful little bird with a red, like a red breast. And it opens their, you know, it opens their hearts, opens their minds to to be in love with the world, with the bigger world. And so that's how these relative practices work. They open us up to what is more non, to to what is non-dualistic. So I just thought I'd mention, mention the difference there between two kinds of minds, the thinking mind that can be wholesome and helpful And then there's the unwholesome thinking mind. Okay, so um, in these groups today, my suggestion is that we, that you bring to the group something, maybe I suggested five things, internal qualities, external things that you you notice that you appreciate, some person or persons in your life, whatever you'd like to share with us. It doesn't have to be limited to five and it doesn't have to be five, but that's just an arbitrary number. And I urge you, this is your doing this, a wonderful, giving us a gift. So don't be shy. So let's do, uh, say, uh, uh, groups of... Uh, Three to four, 
and we'll stay in this group. Let's try a, and make it four to five, four to five, and may, and we'll stay in the group for twenty five minutes, and um, just go around and try to be, you know, mindful of keeping the conversational space equal, and um, and and just explore this. And, and if you go around and everybody's shared, go do it again. Go around again if you want. And then if you have time, you might discuss why this is helpful. Okay. Enjoy your enjoy your discussions with each other. Hi everyone. Nice to see you all. Hi, Robert. Yeah, it's so nice to be here with you. <clears throat> so nice to see you all back. And um, how was that? Can, would anyone? We would love to hear anybody share. We'll have to get you know just for a few minutes. Jeannie has her hand up, David. Please. Genius. It was just wonderful. We're all four of us were in totally different parts of the United States. And so it just really emphasized how we all come together and work together <clears throat> in the oneness of all, you know, all of us. And it was so mm-hmm. delightful. And everybody really appreciates the um, the grateful uh, guidance, David, and appreciates you. It, it was wonderful to listen and share with people. Mm. Right. Thank you. Another? Yeah, please. Uh, Elaine, Elaine sure. answer. Whoops. Yeah, I, I yeah, agree please. with Jeannie. It was such a wonderful breakout. And we were um, having such a great time. The time went so fast. Because at the beginning, I thought, wow, 25 minutes, that's a long time. And then it went so fast. And we were so grateful for you teachers that are are um, the wisdom and the shared wisdom of community and the Sangha. So thank you very much. Thank you. Could I just, I just like to, I never got a chance in the breakout room, but I'd really like to thank Gail and Catherine just for their generosity and their open heartedness. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Someone else? Ali has his hand up. Please, Ali. Yeah, like others said, thank you. Uh, it's uh, great. And then, but then uh, the point came out in our group also about the different uh, Buddhist, you know, personality types, aversive, greedy, and then deluded. Not that I believe in all. I mean, like, it, it is that I believe in it, but there is, like, with, with limited belief that I have on that or, you know, I subscribe to it. For some of us that are aversive, like me, it's a, farther reach for the gratitude. So, uh, I mean, I identify, I mean, if I do identify with any of those, uh, I would be the aversive type. So it'll be a little farther reach for folks like me, I think. Anyway, you're, in, you're, you're in luck, Ali. Robert's going to help you. <laughs> oh, great. There's been a lot of help. Great. Someone else? 
One more. Okay, well, um, let's take a 10 minute break and please come back um, on time because we're running a little bit late and, and uh, let's see, Joe, what time do we come back? I think maybe let's come back at uh, five after. So if you could try to try to do that, you know, uh, then we can try to promptly begin around that time. Okay. And I'm um, nice. We and it's nice to to you know some people um, don't like to be on camera, and please don't feel like you have to be if you don't want to be. But it's nice if you if you can be. So just saying. <laughs> so um, it's great to be here with you. And um, I want to begin this portion of our time together with a poem by uh, one of my favorite poets, John O'Donohue. And I may have actually shared this poem with you before, but it's a poem uh, about finding an anchor in ourselves. And it goes, uh, it goes like this. It's called For Old Age by John O'Donohue. And um, <clears throat> I might actually ask you to just close your eyes and let yourself take it in as I read it. Um, <clears throat> so... Old age. May the light of your soul mind you. May all your worry and anxiousness about your age be transfigured. May you be given wisdom for the eyes of your soul to see this as a time of gracious harvesting. May you have the passion to heal what has hurt you and allow it to come closer and become one with you. May you have great dignity, sense how free you are. Above all, may you be given the wonderful gift of meeting the eternal light that is within you. May you be blessed, and may you find a wonderful love in yourself or yourself. May you be blessed, and may you find a wonderful love in yourself for yourself. So this theme that I want to touch on this morning is one of finding an anchor, finding your anchor. And I want to incline the focus of our collective attention and awareness onto this topic through the structure uh, this morning of a guided reflection. <clears throat> so looking at a screen full of people, as I just asked you to turn your cameras on, but looking at a screen full of people can be distracting for most of us. But during this reflection, I'm also going to invite you to gently close your eyes and relax and if you prefer to leave your eyes open, you know, have a soft, unfocused gaze downwards. But 
allow yourself to sort of settle into the reflection. And as you do so, allow the sense of <clears throat> recalibrating or shifting gears and the actual experience of settling down, allow it to be known. Right now, we're turning inwards just, just for a little while. You're simply arriving again in this moment and in this moment of awareness, recognizing what it's like to simply be with yourself in this way. There's an 11th century Tibetan yogi named Gompawa, and <clears throat> this yogi is attributed with saying, the root of wisdom lies in observing our own mind. I'm going to repeat that. The root of wisdom lies in observing our own mind. So as we're settling into this guided reflection, allow whatever is being known in your own direct experience, its moment of being recognized in awareness. Simply allow yourself to notice whatever you're noticing. You might take <clears throat> a few deeper intentional breaths. Inhale through your nostrils and fill the lungs. And then when you're ready, exhale through your mouth. And as you're doing this, savor the awareness of experiencing relaxation or release, letting go into the freedom of non-holding, especially as you exhale. Savor that quality of just opening and letting it all go. No need to hold on to anything. In fact, we can't hold on to the breath when we're exhaling. So relax into your own direct experience. Notice the flow of thoughts and emotions, sounds, and sensations, attitudes, and states of mind. All being known as they arise in and move through awareness. No need to hold on to anything. Let <clears throat> whatever it is that you're experiencing be what it is. 
in its moment of being recognized. Thinking, thoughts, emotions, sounds, sensations, attitudes, liking, not liking. Gratitude for the awareness that can recognize it all. All of this moves through the mind and can be known as it arises in and moves through awareness. Let whatever you're experiencing be exactly what it is in this moment. Then let go of it all as easily as you release the breath on each exhalation. If you find yourself drifting or getting lost in the flow of your experience, you can direct your attention to sensory contact points. Something as simple and immediate as the feeling of the chair that you're sitting on. Notice the sensations of contact with the chair. And notice, too, the sense of being supported, knowing the quality of support. Knowing the feeling of being held, the feeling of being safe. All this is always available to us by simply pausing. Connect with your own embodied experience and the direct knowing of being safe, rooted, grounded, stable in this moment. The direct knowing and the allowing is the pre-verbal awareness of connecting to an anchor. And it's as near and as accessible as your next breath. So I invite you now to find your own anchor. 
as I mentioned, this could be a contact point, such as the felt sense of your body weight on your sit bones or your feet on the floor. An anchor for you could be the awareness of breathing as the gift of breath moves in and out of your body without any conscious effort on your part. An anchor might be the visualization of something from nature, a beautiful, mighty, majestic redwood tree or the horizon as you look out over the ocean. Whatever it is for you. An anchor is a place or an object that you can return to at any time to reconnect to the awareness of warmth, of stability, of safety, of open-hearted generosity and gratitude. So take this moment right now to connect to an anchor within yourself. And now having connected to your anchor, I'm going to invite you to call up from memory or imagine someone for whom you care about a great deal, someone who's having a tough time or a rough go of it. Maybe someone caught up in the throes of a heartbreaking personal loss, the death of a loved one, financial reversal of fortune. Whatever. As you visualize this person, person in your mind's eye, do so with as much detail as you can. And consider that unlike you, he or she may not have access to a practice or religious tradition for support. They may not have the psychological tools or emotional intelligence to even imagine the possibility of finding a way out of their difficulties and suffering. And like so many others across the world today, their very real experience of loss is exacerbated by the disorienting and isolating effect of social distancing. The effect of COVID on all of us, the effect of war, the effect of climate change, all of these things are working on them just as they are on you. Their suffering, just like yours, is real. 
So sense into how much you truly want to help alleviate the suffering that your friend or dear one is going through. And allow yourself to feel and lean into the wholesomeness of the very desire to relieve their suffering. And as you focus your attention on that desire itself, the desire to relieve their suffering, I invite you to look a little deeper. You may also notice that the awareness of that wholesome intention awakens in you an embodied sense of gratitude. Gratitude that you have such a wish. The feeling of blessing and being blessed, of loving and being loved, is known in that very reflection. Or, when we pause and look deeply and are honest with ourselves, we might discover instead that we're aware of struggling with a growing sense of flooding within ourselves, along with confusing feelings of inadequacy or frustration or burnout or fear. Their suffering and our own suffering may feel overwhelming to us. And if that's the case, this is what is actually happening. This is what you may be actually feeling. This is what many of us feel. And I'm going to go back to Gompawa, our 11th century yogi, who reminds us that wisdom lies in observing the state of our own mind. So right now, Bring awareness to the emotional and the bodily felt sense of what it's like to feel flooded, if that's what you're feeling, and having your nervous system sounding the alert, red alert. Red alert, get me out of here. Slow down. Pause. Simply observe your own direct experience. See if you can stay with the awareness of whatever it is. And if it's flooding, the direct knowing of flooding is what is. So see if you can be with it just for a little while without it needing to be anything else or without trying to make it anything else. And please monitor yourself. Don't go over the edge or it's likely that you'll be temporarily carried away. Approach the edge of your own comfort zone with respect. There's no need to stay there any longer than a moment or two. You're in the driver's seat and in complete control, and you don't have to go there at all if you're not ready to do so. If you are, imagine holding in your upturned non-dominant hand, all of your own anxiousness or confusion 
or feelings of overwhelm or fear, and in the palm of your upturned dominant hand, you hold your own anchor. The anchor that connects you with the feeling of warmth, of stability, of being grounded and safe. And now shift your focus from hand to hand, pendulating between your own feelings of flooding, if that's what you're feeling in your non-dominant hand, and the sense of your anchor providing you with a sense of safety and stability resting in the palm of your dominant hand. Now visualize, sense, or feel that your anchor is as near and close to you as your next breath. And it is a source of strength and stability and safety, a feeling of being grounded, it's a feeling of warmth and balance and that it can offer that quality of comfort and compassion to the part of you that feels overwhelmed or unable to cope in this moment or in other moments like this. You can even try linking these two parts of yourself in any physical movement that represents or symbolizes a gesture of self-compassion to you. You might Take your left hand in your right hand and place your linked hands on your heart. Or you might simply imagine holding your left hand with your right hand, feeling into the sense of innate and intimate caring that you have for yourself. And as you do this, ask the part of you that's anxious or confused or overwhelmed, what it needs. Please don't struggle trying to think of the perfect answer. Asking the question is enough. And finally, what is one action, one single action that you can take in response to this situation that feels like to you an act of true self-care. And in closing this guided reflection, I invite you to consider that your friend or your dear one, just like you, also has access to his or her own source of inner strength and stability. Just like you, they too have their own refuge. And whether they know it or not, they be herself in the present and that that was her anchor. So that just yeah. really struck me being very Beautiful. special. Thank you, Susan. Yeah. Yeah, an anchor can be any place where you feel safe, where you feel grounded, where you feel rooted, and anything that's available to you. It can be something 
or anything that's available to you at any moment. Joe. Uh, so I incurred a really serious PTSD at age eight. And it, uh, given the era that when I was age eight, there was no therapy or treatment or understanding. So I just had to live with it. And, pretty much wrecked my life. It came close to until I um, started doing secular mindfulness about 20 years ago. And, and after that, my, re- my refuge became my body. Because mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> if, um, if I stayed in my body, nothing psychologically damaging could happen to me. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, that's how I started writing things out. So, there's that. <laughs> mm, thank you. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for the courage and to be vulnerable uh, and to show your humanity. Other folks, where, where, where do you find your anchor? And what do you do when you find, or what can be done when we're triggered by something um, and when we're sort of out of balance? Have you ever been triggered? Have you ever felt out of balance? What is it like for you? Freda? Everyone in our group uh, uh, found that their right hand was holding their breathing. All, mm. all of us, all four of us just went right there to the breathing. And one of us was delighted with the left hand, right hand picture. Mm. Um, and was going to take that forward. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Because at any moment, at any moment, we don't live in a black and white world, but in any moment we can pendulate back and forth and we can see that, 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 that quality of the anchor is available to us at any time. And And one of the things that I'll share with you from my own personal life that I discovered is that when, when I experience and, and I recognize that my experience is in no way unique, that other people have this very same experience. But when I um, experience being triggered by something, when my nervous system goes haywire and I'm in a reactive state, I sometimes don't recognize in that moment that I'm reacting. I, I, I just don't, I don't get it. And, and, and I might be suffering in that moment because it's clearly different than the way I want it to be. It doesn't feel nice, you see, and I would prefer it to be some other way. But... <clears throat> 
the reality is that um, because I can't see what's actually happening, because I'm so triggered, I abandon myself when I most need myself. You see, I, I, at that moment, that is, that is the choice point that happens, the point of consciousness that tells us that we are out of the lifeboat and we're flailing in the ocean. And because we're so agitated and we're so reactive, we don't even realize that we have a life jacket on that's going to be an anchor for us, a safe, a safety for us. You see, even if we get back to the side of the boat, we're clawing at the side, trying to get up a slippery side of the boat. When if we could just relax for a moment, we would see that, you know, five feet down the side of the boat is the ladder and we could climb back in. But until that sense of flooding calms down, our mind isn't thinking clearly. I don't know if any of you have ever had an experience where it's just a, a mild sense of shock. Something happens and you're just mildly shocked. And people will say, are you okay? And you say, yes, I'm fine. There's nothing wrong. I, I had a stroke a year and a half ago, and it was in my visual cortex. Fortunately, I've gotten most of my vision back. But, you know, I was in shock. I didn't know what happened. <laughs> and people saying, are you okay? Is there something? Yes, I'm fine. Don't bother me. <laughs> you see? And the fact is that when when we're in that state, it's very, very hard for us to think or to rest in the equanimity that is an expression of compassion. You see, so when we most need ourselves is when we don't have access to ourselves because we unwittingly disconnect. And this is a very human thing. And I was just having this conversation with Fiona uh, during a moment ago. And, and, and in the face of like, what's going on in the world, just on a large societal level, the climate change and the wars and the racism and the COVID and so on and so forth, it can feel so overwhelming, so overwhelming that we don't even realize that we're disturbed. We don't even realize that we're, you know, in a constant state of alert. Our amygdalas are, are you know, confused by this, by the fact that the degree of intensity and the pace of our lives today doesn't let up. It doesn't give us breaks to re recalculate or re reset ourselves, not recalculate to, to shift gears. So all of that, when you, when you think about that, you can do a simple exercise. Like you can just imagine, you can do any kind of a little simple visualization anything that works, but to connect back to your anchor. And when you do, to what David was talking about earlier, even though that I came in almost when he was done, but the sense of gratitude for having access to that, 
because there are people, maybe even people in your own life, who don't have the practices or the tradition or the inclination, the interest in, you know, looking at their own minds and looking at their intentions and whether they're in harmony with their core values or not. So, all right, well, thank you for, for your attention and thank you for going through the reflection with me. I, I hope it was useful and, and maybe if you think about it afterwards, um, it might in some moment uh, serve you well. So Fiona, I took up so much time and I really do apologize, but I want to let you uh, wrap this up for all of us here. Fiona, are you there? I'm here. Okay. You know, the teachings this morning is so rich. This, you know, the door of opening our mind and our heart toward inclining towards gratitude, what we can be grateful for. And then Roberts, uh, you know, looking at an anchor in our practice, whatever that might be, that's a stabilizing. So this sort of being able to turn our attention to what is good, what is remarkable, you know, and pleasant and positive in our lives, as well as truly what else is happening. And then to look at um, what is this anchor that we can turn to? What is this gift in our practice, basically, and in in any inner tradition, spiritual tradition, gives different tools to turn inward and be able to find balance. And as a as a gardener, I just feel. Um, when the meeting is over, I'll be out in the garden. And to me, uh, there's always everything. You know, there's beauty, there's insects, there's the, the weather's too hot, uh, you know, not enough water, all these elements. And yet the garden is there. And I think this garden of our practice is like nurturing, nurturing the wholesome. You know, what can we nurture in this turning our attention towards what we are, can be grateful for? Or turning the attention towards what is this anchor that we can return to and nurturing that. You know, um, maybe to take this time going forward, just actually to look how can we truly nurture these wholesome wholesome practices to um, strengthen our hearts, open our minds, help us to move forward in this life as it's presenting itself, that we can be a force of good for ourselves and for everyone we meet. We are so fortunate. We are so fortunate. 
And I uh, thank you all for your presence. I thank Robert and David for the beautiful teaching this morning. And um, just uh, deepest blessings to us all in the Sangha together, traveling in this stage of our lives. So may you all be well. Take good care. Thank you, Fiona. So as we wrap up here, unless David has anything else to say, I would invite everyone to come off of mute and wave goodbye and wish one another well until we meet again next month. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye, everyone. This was very valuable. Thank you. Bye. Have a good day. Bye-bye, everyone. Love to you all. Nice to be here with you all. Many blessings to everyone. Thank you, Susan. Amen.